you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at laist.com sweeps. Start your Saturday with something that will grow your kiddos' brains and get their creative juices flowing. Join us at LAS in Pasadena for a morning of multilingual readings, interactive performances, and lots of kid fun. It's Super Fun Saturday on June 1st. Get your tickets at LAS.com slash events. Hey, hold up, hold on. There will be sex in this episode. Just feel like you should know. Cool? I dial... 213-620-8838. And the little guy answers. You've called the Hollywood party line. The number was something, 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 something. You must be 18 or older to continue. Get ready to join the fun. Guys, press one. Ladies, press two. Please hold. Telephone party lines have been around for a while. They first became popular in the 1930s. But this was because people had to share a phone line. And then the 1980s hit. And everything changed. You could actually call into these. You get the number from a friend. You would call. And boom. You're now on the phone with tons of other people. I started calling in the late 90s. I was just 13 the first time I called the P-Line. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's me, Lil Brownie. This was pre-MySpace, pre-Facebook, pre-everything, really. It's all up in here. So look, in real life, I was a goofy 13-year-old. But on the P-Line, I was someone else. I was an 18-year-old mechanic who lived in Culver City. I'm 6'3", I'm in the gym every day, you know, looking buff. I really thought that's what girls wanted to hear. The P-Line gave me a rush. And to be honest, it's where I learned how to talk to girls for the first time. You see, I was pretty shy. I had a lisp. I still do. I stuttered, and I didn't have the courage to approach girls I liked. But on the P-Line, I could be a little brownie. I'm looking fresh, you know? And little brownie didn't stutter. Damn, you sound good. Where you stay at? And that's why I called kept calling. I was young and trying to fit in. But looking back, I can see that the P-Line was so much more than a bunch of teenagers just hanging out on the phone. Ciao! Hey, what's up? This is Lupe, also known as Adorable Famistelli's Astignation. Lates. I mean, I grew up in the fucking hood. So this is a time when a lot of violence, a lot of, like, incarcerations gang violence specifically, was on the rise, you know? So we're already being criminalized. I'm already being, like, handcuffed by police. I'm already, like, being told that brown kids are criminals. I do think that for most people, the party line is a safe space, and we can be who who we want to be. For me and for Lupe, the P-line felt like we were entering an entirely different world. Hey, it's little brownie who's all up in here. How you doing? Are there any girls in here? Hi, I'm Victoria. Oh, play this song, play this song. Oh shit, turn it up. I love that song, bro. Turn it up. Bro, what you know about that song? You way too young. <laughs> oh, what's up, girl? You sound good. What's your name? What's your name? <laughs> 
we live in this fantasy world. Hollywood, what do you look like? Well, I'm short. How short? 411. You have a bunch of teenagers trying to like describe ourselves, you know, rather than like, well, how do people see us? I'm not thick, but I'm not like super thin. I'm wearing a, a crop top. I mean, even if I'm wearing fucking sweats, I'm not gonna say I'm wearing sweats and chanclas. So. <laughs> Damn, you sound good. Where you stay at? Hey, yo. Where are your hyenas at? So do you have a big butt? Yeah, you know, I don't get any complaints. I have big boobs. Oh, is that right? <laughs> On one of the P-lines I used to call, there were about 10 to 12 different rooms. If you wanted to switch rooms, you would press a number on your phone. And every time you press that number, you would switch from room to room. For room two, press two. And when you entered a room, you announced yourself. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's me, little Brownie. How do you dress? I'm looking fresh, you know? <laughs> I got Jordans on my feet. I got a fresh fade all the time. This person sounds hot to me. Well, let's kick it. Let's go to a private. Getting someone's private number was always the goal of the P-Line. Because if you go into a private room, you can talk to that person without anyone else being in there. But man, getting someone's private was also one of the hardest things to do. Hey, what's your code? What's your, what's your code? Because every room had its haters. The way to make sure no one would hear anything was to blow on your phone as loudly as possible. Meet me in there. Meet me in there. The goal was to meet up with people from the P-Line. Sometimes it would be at a kickback or at some rave or at a warehouse party. Some will meet to hook up while others will meet up to fight. But a lot of times, people got catfished and stood up. But we all still called. And for some of us, getting off the phone was actually the hardest part. Ma, come on, please. Just five more minutes. Come on, come on. Sorry about that. This is California Love, and I'm Lil Brownie. I used to call from the phone in my mom's room. And honestly, I was on there to flirt. Drop that zero, get with a hero, girl. <laughs> Flirting, pretending, trying to have game. So what's up, we gonna link up or what? I don't know. Um, well, are you gonna pick me up? Cause you know. Hey, dad, baby, you sound good. What's your name? Hollywood. Are you single? Sometimes. What do you mean sometimes? Sometimes I'm single, sometimes I'm not. Well, then what are you today? Mm, I don't know yet. We'll see. Keep talking. <laughs> oh, I'm Jessica. But my party line name is Hollywood. Where are you from? Heaven. <laughs> oh, I bet you're an angel. Sometimes. <laughs> 
I was the weird girl with the parents that wouldn't let her hang out with anybody. I didn't know how to brush my hair. I couldn't figure out the right product to put in it. I felt like I was a sore thumb. Like I was just this odd creature. Hollywood, what do you look like? Slim, but not thick, athletic. I've done track and field my whole life. You sound so sweet. You sound so beautiful. <laughs> I'm on the party line. And I'm talking to a boy. Finally, I'm beautiful. And everything I do is the right thing. I'm funny enough. And I'm beautiful enough. And I'm smart enough. And there's something really special and magical about me that he can't understand. And he just feels honored to have me in his life. And I'm this little treasure he discovered. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. The appeal of the party line for me is that I'm the popular girl here. I'm the the girl that sets the standard. I'm the beautiful girl. And I would rather preserve that than tell him the truth. Yes, yes. And so where you stay at? Sometimes here, sometimes there. What's up? But where? In my house. Oh my god, I'm so famous. But where? Where I'm at. Hey, where do you live? In my house. And then it'll just be an endless loop of that until either they laugh or they get fed up and they start cussing me out. Hey, but you ain't better than me, though. I don't think that you think that. Because you're the one that said it. Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, if you were a dude, I'd fuck you up. Oh, that's great to know that you go around fantasizing women or men. <laughs> Just being able to say whatever I want without somebody making back, well, you're fat. I'm fat, and which is that's considered the biggest sin. That's considered the biggest insult. And the fact that that's not a possible thing when I'm on the party line makes me feel like I can say or do whatever I want because I can say and do whatever I want. Because I don't have an easy X on myself. For room five, press five. That's what's up. What's up? I'm Pistol Pete from Paramount. Pistol Pete, fuck you, bro. You a leva, homie. But really, my name is Eric. I'm here to entertain myself. Because I'm really bored. What's everyone wearing? I got Jordans on my feet. I got all the new Jordans always. I got a green flannel right now. Right now I'm wearing these like Black Ben Davis or Frisco Bands. Hi, my name is Caramel Cutie and I'm at Small Ways Keep the Face and Ready to Party. Hey, what's up, Caramel? You brown and smooth or what? I like that name. If it was a, a girl who for some reason sounded very attractive to me. Hey, it's me, Pisces Queen. I might spit some game. I don't know what I would say though because I don't really have game. <laughs> Because it's difficult to pick up when you can't see the person. Because if you could see the person, you could say, oh, man, baby, you look so beautiful. You're the most beautiful woman in this room. And it's a, it's, it's a busy room. I really am not about to be busy. Hey, what's up? How you doing? What are you guys up to? Hey, what's up, me, huh? Is that your daughter? <laughs> Is your father on the party line? Damn, somebody's daddy's on the pee line. <laughs> Humor would probably be my attempt at trying to pick up a hot girl. Hey, what's up, 
want to go one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah, let's go one-on-one. -on -one. My phone is one one three. What's yours? So imagine you're a teenager and you can do anything you want on the P-Line. Come on. You know exactly what's about to happen. You are now in a private room. Please dial your code. You have dialed your code. Please hold. When I am on the party line, I like to think of it as me being like ultimate feminine goddess powers. Hey, I missed you today. I missed you too. Hollywood got pregnant at 18 and had a kid with a man who is a Marine. And Hollywood and this Marine eloped. She was in college. Hollywood had degrees. None of that was happening in my life. <laughs> As time went on, the story grew. Goodness. I had a friend once tell me, like, there's some truth behind every lie. A guest is entering the room. Every time I was on the party, I talked to a lot of boys. Hey. <laughs> There's just something about him that feels very familiar. He feels like the boys I grew up with. He is a Latino kid from L.A. that is into graffiti, just like my first actual boyfriend. It's always late, and I lower my voice as much as I can, and I slow it down, and I sigh a lot. Oh, I wish you were here with me. Me too. And I toss and turn. <laughs> it's funny, I've never actually talked about this out loud. Okay, um, when you turn yourself over to somebody else for sex, you're always worried, like, are they going to see this part of me? Are they not going to like this part of me? Did I did I shave? Did I, did I do this? Did I do that? You know? And then dur during phone sex, none of that is present. It's the most reciprocal kind of sex I've ever had. Because we're both contributing to the story. And we're laying in bed, and it starts with... So, what are you wearing? Oh, a t-shirt and panties. If I was there next to you, what would we do? If you were next to me, I would kiss you. I would look into your eyes. I would caress your back. I would run my hand down the curve of your body. I feel myself getting wet. I would take a rose and slide it from the top of your head down your nose. Getting aroused. Down your nose, lips. Down your neck. Then breathing heavy for you. Between your breast and your navel. Your heart racing for them. And then you would open up yourself to me. And I was just like, what was that? Like, I don't know what happened. And he laughs. And then he said, oh, you came. I'm like, what do you mean I came? He goes, that's what an orgasm feels like. And then after that, I was having them two to three times a day. <laughs> I told you it went down on the P-line. I wasn't playing. The only thing I knew about sex was from, like, TV, you know? From movies, from porn, 
and so I was just imitating what I had seen, what I had heard. I remember just following the lead of this person who seemed to be very, very experienced in both actual sex and phone sex. So she's describing what's being done, and I'm just repeating what she's saying. She's got my penis in her mouth, and I'm like, okay, my penis is in your mouth. It was probably not great, <laughs> you know. First of all, it's like the family phone, you know. <laughs> like I'm not, I don't know if I want to be holding my penis while I'm holding my family phone against my face. Listen to it for a little while and then skip to the next room. <laughs> don't hang up. You'll be connected after this message. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps. LAist has a new live event series with the James Beard Foundation. We Are Where We Eat will go behind the scenes of some of your favorite L.A. restaurants to find out how and why they do what they do. I'm Austin Cross. Join me for the first event where we'll explore how restaurants help make a neighborhood and we'll all have something delicious to eat afterwards. It's May 22nd at the Crawford. Get your tickets now at LAist.com events. The P-Line sometimes got real, especially as people got older. You wanted to meet these people in real life, but you also didn't want to ruin the fantasy. So sometimes the line between fantasy and reality got blurred. By the time I was 17 and 18, we were still going on the party line, and then the stakes are a little higher. We had money, we had part-time jobs, we can go out and act on these experiences. At that point... My friends were using it to tr to get dates. So my friend Jose calls me. He wants to go on the party line. He's addicted to the party line. He wants to go on. I say, sure. I'm on three-way now. And... Hey, yo, what's up? Hey, what's your name? And he says... Hey, what's up, girl? I'm Eric from Downey. I'm Eric from Downey. Hey, you sound cute, Eric from Downey. And that was the first time I ever heard that he was using my name as his alias. Would you want to meet up or what? He's having an entire relationship with the woman from Long Beach who's got a kid who's like 40 years old and she thinks his name is Eric from Downey. You want to come out here? Yeah, I'll do that. I'm like, fool, stop using my fucking name. So you, you're fucking this girl and she's yelling my name? Like, that's weird. Like, don't you get creeped out by that? And he was like, nah, I don't care. Like, he was on a mission to get a girl. That's all it was. And this was just his, like, outfit. You know, this was like, like he was wearing a shirt. Like, I was like a t-shirt to him, you know? So you have all these teenagers flirting, pretending to be older. 
And there's probably some gross older dudes trying to be young too. But there were two rules on the P-Line. Number one, you do not fuck with kids. Like we were all kids, you know, but like little kids who you knew were like 10 years old trying to be older. Number two, don't get caught catfishing. Even if we were all making up identities, using our friend's name or whatever, you don't get caught. Because if you did, someone would put you on blast. There was a P-Line blog. And if you got caught pretending to be someone you weren't, they put your picture up there and it was like, that was it. You're outed. Exposed. Press nine to go to the back nine rooms. I didn't want to end up on the Party Line blog where they quote unquote exposed people, which was where they put their pictures. When can I see you? Why can't I see you? My parents won't let me. Why can't you email me a picture? Why can't you add me on MySpace? I don't have a computer. Why can't I go to your school to pick you up? I can't go. I have to do X, Y, Z. I... When a man finds out that I've been lying to them about who I am and that I'm not what they thought that they were signing up for, all of the intimacy and everything just gets pulled out from under me instantly. And I'm left with myself and all the feelings that brought me to the party line. And I'm still the girl that has to lie to feel romantic love. And then I'm still like, uh, you know, and I'm still the girl that has a really complicated life that I can't even begin to untangle it. And the other life that I build for myself isn't real. And it's a reminder of how much of a mess I am. I didn't think that what I was doing wrong was lying. I thought that what I was doing wrong was getting men to fall in love with a fat woman. For room 10, press one zero. I don't even know if it's lying. Like lying sounds like, oh, you did something bad and you're lying. It's more like this ideology of who we think we are, you know, or how much information we're going to put out there. As a 15, 16 year old, I wasn't out, you know, as a brown queer person, I'm not out. I'm not, you know, so I feel like my awkwardness, my shyness stems from that because I am trying to be someone who I'm not. But I don't know this, you know what I mean? I don't know that I'm supposed to be someone else. For room 11, press 1, 1. What's your name? Oh, I'm Hollywood. Where are you? Oh, I'm Robert. Robert, you sound like a broke-ass fool, Robert. You pick Robert, homie? You a bitch. No, you sound like a bitch. Come to my pad. Ooh, drop the Addy right now. Drop your Addy. I'll pull up. 
It's nothing, fool. Pull up, bro. No, you give me your address. Pull up, fool. Do you really need a hug that bad that you're gonna drive all the way across town just to go hug somebody? I think you like him. <laughs> Don't be scared. Don't be a lever. Come down then, like you're a bitch, huh? Getting your life threatened by someone that can't really hurt you is the most fun thing, I think. It's it's like if a fly could talk, you know, they're just like yelling and screaming. What's up, what's up? This is Big Bad Island Barca representing all the avenues. Oh yeah, motherfucker? Where are you from? Fuck your barrio. Hello, fool. The way I see it is if I'm in this room and I'm just like a little nothing, then you're probably just a little nothing, you know? What are the chances that like the head of Florencia Trece is banging on the party line, you know? The guys who are on, going on the party line who are really gangsters, they're going on to escape. And they're not going to bang here. Here's where they're going to pretend to be the nicest guy you've ever met. The love of your life. A sweetheart. Pistol Pete, I don't know if I agree with you. I got hit up by those guys all the time. And they weren't being sweet to me or girls on the P-line. I never got beat up, but I knew people who got jumped and did the jumping. For room 12, press 1, 2. Like gangbanging on the telephone. Like maybe there were 13, 14-year-old boys who felt that they could do that and not get shot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was one of those kids. I was trying to be hard in the streets. And on the P-line, way harder than I really was. Entire friendships would form on the P-line. People who you swore had known each other their entire lives. The friends I made when I was young were different. It felt like the stakes were really high for us. And like the only people who understood us were the other people on the P-line. It's like we were all part of a special club. I've experienced a lot of dangerous kickbacks. We're hanging out, out in like, maybe in the park, and someone starts to fight, and then they leave us there. They leave us stranded, like, far away from our house, and then we have to figure out how to get home. This is like also when we're hanging out with cholos, and, you know, like, rival gangs. Cops would fuck with us all the time. They were hanging out on the street. So, yeah, it wasn't safe. But at, this, at the time, we were not thinking about that. We're not thinking about, well, is this safe or not? Because that's what it was. We didn't know what wasn't safe. Look, I'm not going to blame the P-Line for things that happened in my real life. And nothing bad really happened to me from the P-Line. Because I followed the rules. Don't fuck with kids. Don't get caught catfishing. But some of the people on the P-Line were bad people. And they broke the rules. For room 13, press 1, 3. Hi, I'm Victoria or, or Alejandra. <laughs> the goal was to always sound older. <laughs> so I'm 12 years old in sixth grade i was like the older version of dora the explorer and i was just like just kind of dorky i don't know and artistic and silly there would be times where like when we were got got caught like giggling and then like the guy would get mad like um oh y'all some little ass girls <laughs> yeah i knew what we were doing was bad i knew we weren't supposed to be doing that otherwise we wouldn't have to hide one of the girls that lived in my apartment building came over and she was always the, like, more adventurous one. Teresa was talking to a guy, and he started, like, being really specific about where we were. 
Have I seen you in the neighborhood? <laughs> oh, so you live over there by Payless, right? Um, yeah, I've seen you. You're in those gray apartments. It was weird because it was like, how the fuck could he possibly know that? You live alone? And I hung up the phone. She got mad, but I was like, Teresa, how does that not scare you? Playing on the phone is one thing, but being in person with somebody is a whole different thing. She met up with someone from the P-Line and, um, you know, she, she said no and he didn't listen. And I, th- I don't think she felt like she could tell anybody else. And so I just didn't say anything. And I just like hugged her and it was just so sad. Just, I just hugged her. I did say, promise me I'll never get on it again. And I won't either. I, it felt like there was no more childhood, like, after that. For me and most of my friends, you just got jumped. But it seems like it was more dangerous for girls than it was for me. Not just in L.A. And not just because of the P-Line. I got off the P-Line when I was 15, when I changed my life around and started going to school again. But I remember having withdrawals from the P-Line because I was addicted to the fun and to the rush. Lupa left the P-Line for real life and started going out with her party crew more. She was only on it for a couple of years. Eric stopped calling after he got a car. Of all of my friends who used party lines, Jessica, aka Hollywood, was on it for longer than anyone else I knew. It's a character uh, that I nurtured for like 15 years. 15 years. And no, she wasn't on the phone 24-7, but she was on it enough that she was leading a double life. On the phone, she was Hollywood. In Silver Lake, she was Jessica, the poet. Poetry has always been the most important thing to me ever. Jessica started going to poetry open mics when she was 23, and she loved it. She's an incredible writer and performer. She would get on stage in front of huge audiences. Getting complimented meant so much to me because I just had never connected my body and my writing at the same time in the same space. And so for me to know that people were still listening to my poems past my physical me was so encouraging for somebody with the body dysmorphia I had and with how much I was running away from myself at the time. But I was still coming home to be on the party line. And I remember thinking like, why do I keep doing this? Being Hollywood gave Jessica a lot. She sharpened her wit. She formed deep relationships with men. I mean, she even had her first orgasm on the P-Line. And for 15 years, she could handle it. She managed the fantasy world where she was the queen. But year 15, she's talking to this one guy. And he asked for a picture. I mean, they all asked for pictures. But this time she was tired of lying. And she just came clean. 
I was at work and I took a break and I was sitting on the curb crying. I couldn't get myself to send this man a picture of myself. And I was just like, when you see me, you're going to hate me. When you see me, you're going to hate me. And he was like, okay, let me see your face. I finally sent him a picture. And then he's just like, why didn't you give me the option of choosing? And then I told him, if you knew what I looked like from the beginning, you would have never talked to me. And he said, how do you know that you took that choice away from me? Like, I don't give myself the option for the real me. I, I, I would... If I could, I would pick fake Jessica. Oh, shoot. I freaking really hate myself. So then I found a therapist and then I quit everything cold turkey. And that's why Jessica got off the P line. Room 14, press 1, 4. No. Oh, yeah, actually, yes, yes. My call is 113. What's yours? You are now in a private room. Please dial your code. You have dialed your code. Please hold. Jessica is now entering the room. If I could speak to younger Jessica on the party line, I would tell her that everything that everybody else has, she can have too. So go ahead and have fun on the party line and enjoy it. But your universe could be so much bigger than this. And you deserve it all. You deserve everything you told yourself you don't deserve. And your body is not something you apologize for. And your body doesn't determine whether people get to treat you as a person or not. And your body isn't an excuse for you to do ugly things that will hurt you in the long run. Nobody's keeping you on the phone other than yourself. Sorry, I gotta go. The voices on this episode are, and we are so thankful for them, Jessica Salgado, Eric Galindo, Angela Aguirre, Guadalupe Rosales, Jose Paz, and Ty French. The lead producers on this episode are Megan Tan and Tamika Adams. Our editor is Arwen Nix. She also helped write this episode. Another producer on this show is Elizabeth Nakano. Our engineer is Valentino Rivera. Original music by Andrew Epen. Our executive producer is Angela Bromstad. And our P-Line voice is Zach Furness. I helped to write this episode. And I'm your host, Lil Brownie, a.k.a. Walter Thompson Hernandez. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you.
All seven states on the Colorado River may have to cut back water, but not everyone agrees on how. From Coloradans who blame others for the crisis. There continues to be a look upstream to solve a problem that we did not create. To farmers who may lose their livelihoods. We don't want to cut equal with everybody else. Will they reach a deal in time? Listen to Imperfect Paradise, the Gen Z water dealmaker, wherever you get podcasts.